0: Hello Hello. and welcome back to the Sunflower Allotment podcast. Not feeling so sunny today, Rachel.
1: No, definitely not. Winter is definitely here today, isn't it,
0: Peter? uh, Yeah, it really does. The the max min thermometer outside said uh, two degrees. I didn't need to know (laughs) what the thermometer was looking at the frost on the... uh, On the roofs. No,
1: I had a very frosty car this morning. Hadn't yeah. factored that in before I went to do my first gardening yes. job today. <laughs>
0: we had late for work already. <laughs> yeah. I yes. was I
1: went to check on the chickens first thing and I was very pleased that uh, wow. at least their water hadn't frozen because Wow, yes. yes. lots of frost on the mountain.
0: Yes. Which I quite like. Yeah. After such an odd summer and autumn. Yeah. Uh yeah, that it feels feels like winter, but extraordinary. Here we are. 20th, 21st, 22nd of yeah. November and uh, that's been the first frost and a, a very overcast, slightly drizzly day but we're set yeah. outside yes. on on my plot. Today we're going to talk about trees yes. and asparagus because I know it's not the time to be putting in asparagus but it's always lovely to think about it
1: definitely
0: is. summery things in yes, the middle of winter it and it, it really does feel like yeah. uh, we are well into winter now um, but yeah here we are sat on my plot for a change we were at yours last time yeah. which was lovely
1: and there's lots to see at yours Peter I think there's lots of parsley like a, a surprising amount of parsley still growing so you've got curly <laughs> parsley curly leaf and flat leafed and you've got oodles of brassicas that look like they're doing really well I can see some sprouts and yeah it looks it's really full peter still lots going on here Yeah.
0: no well that's been a real a real mission for this year last last year was interrupted for all kinds of reasons but this year i had the real ambition to to have things to eat really yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and to have things to eat all year round and and to be growing things as 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 much as i can all, all year round and you know a really weird thing rachel Uh, until I had an allotment I wasn't mad keen about cabbages Uh, and and now I love them I don't know what that is about (laughs) you just love the things that you grow but uh, is there anything you don't like eating
1: is there anything I don't like in the in the
0: vegetable world Hmm. vegetable fruit world
1: I suppose actually runner beans no way really I'm not a huge fan of runner beans I do grow them and I do eat them but I'm not a huge fan of them and I love loads of beans but runner beans just oh, not really? so much but I think they're so beautiful and so good for pollinators and other people like runner beans yeah. so I can always give God, them away I love them. so oh, I still yeah. grow them but oh what planet do you come I from I know I do really love broad beans which I, and I have since I was a child yeah, even when I liked yeah, barely any other yeah, vegetables yeah. which I know is a bit more of an acquired taste because they can be a bit like bitter it, yeah so. a
0: bit bitter and I've given up it's the one thing I've given up growing
1: yeah
0: is because uh, two years running, I've just had so much blackfly. Yeah. And and they take up so much space, and then you're getting such a small crop, and yeah. I've just given up. But I know, two his his broad beans are going great guns yeah. already. So perhaps I should try again. Yeah, it
1: might be worth trying again if you've got the space. It's, I think that's always the toss-up on allotment, isn't it? Sort of whatever size plot you've got, if you, if you like being down here like, and yeah, love growing yeah, things, then often yeah. you haven't got a space to grow everything you'd yeah. ideally like to grow. Um, so sometimes it's a balancing act, yeah. isn't it? About, yeah. about what you really, really want to eat, I think, yeah. is a lot of my main motivation it's, it's, for what I grow. It's
0: a huge part of that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, um, do you like kohlrabi?
1: I don't think I've ever had kohlrabi. Oh, really? No. <laughs>
0: well, I'll, say, <laughs> I'll save you some time, don't. <laughs> Christina and James on the plot yes. where the greenhouse is yeah, next door. What do, yeah. that? You know, just 40 yards away um and christina is german
1: yeah
0: and she grows kohlrabi. gave me some this year (laughs) and it looks like the thing from the end of the universe (laughs) this weird alien looking thing (laughs) and i remember having it well but yeah being a bit lukewarm about it yeah and took it home and cooked it and uh even the smell of it cooking in the kitchen (laughs) was starting to make me worry and it was really like old socks. (laughs) The smell, the taste, taste. there was nothing nice about it and uh, James, her husband, said um, yeah he can't can't bear it and he was very happy for me to take as much as I can and next time I saw Christine said how do you like the col rapier? I said please don't ever give me any more. (laughs) I'm glad you are an honest man.
1: It always pays to be honest. I think if people are giving you free produce, don't pretend you like it, you'll end up with more of it. But
0: but I I, I think I pretty much love every single vegetable. (laughs) Apart from kohlrabi, I don't think there's anything I don't like. That's good.
1: See, when I was a child, I barely ate any vegetables. I'd eat raw carrot, mashed potato, and basically whatever carbohydrate was on my plate with whatever meat was on my plate. <laughs> Fried bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything like that. And then when I was about 21, I became a vegetarian. Yeah. And didn't think it through massively other than the sort of ethical side of the decision. And suddenly was faced with a world where I had to learn to like vegetables. And now I can't imagine what an idiot I was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. didn't like I think a lot of it is,
0: is, is what we grow up with, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, 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 and the kind of food we're habituated with when, when we grow up. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you mentioned the, the the brassicas, and I've got a question because I've got a lot of sprouts going up the other the other side of yes. the cauliflowers. I have to say the cauliflowers are, are looking enormous, but I think <laughs> it's just down to the sheer amount of manure that's got yeah. in the ground. But um, when I put all the brassicas in, I religiously netted them. Yeah, we seem to have a a, a, a kind of population ex- explosion <laughs> of pigeons around yes. here, and uh, <laughs> and you know. Tim put a row in, didn't cover them up by the time he got back in the yeah. morning. All gone.
1: Yes, I've had that before, yeah, too. it's
0: tragic. It's yeah. heartbreaking. So I have religiously covered them up. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot fewer pigeons around. I don't know if they go yeah. on to eating something else. But do they? does there come a point where they stop eating them because they're too big, they're too tough? Or I should th- I cover up my sprouts, which I uncovered last night, for weeding?
1: Yeah. I think... My advice would be that you're safer to net at any time of year. Yeah. Um, I think, from my experience, I think that birds tend, to, and a lot of animals, tend to like like the fresh shoots better than the sort of tougher sure. old leaves. Yes. So your sprouts are probably a lot safer now than they would have been when they were young seedlings. Mm. But um, last year, for example, with my purple-sprouting broccoli, I netted them, and then in one of the storms last winter, Um, the nets all blew off. And I had COVID at the time, so I couldn't go down and check very much, but a very kind friend rescued my netting and moved it and put it somewhere else. But by the time I did get down again, the purple sprouting broccoli had been eaten <laughs> oh no, by birds. Yes, yes. however I, I thought I'll just net it again and just see what happens because sometimes yes. plants recover and then it just regrew and it I had does. loads of purple yeah, sprouting broccoli yeah, so
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I'd sort of play it safe now and net things as much as possible but yeah. I, I know certain things like sprouts they can grow incredibly tall can't they yes, so yes. if it gets to a point where your net sort of size is going to mm. restrict their growth or whatever then it might be worth mm. taking it off but yeah. I also wouldn't be too hard on yourself if you have forgotten to no. net it or you've run out of net. No, or, I've just bought I, some more. Yeah. Raw. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I have found because uh, I just couldn't get in. The shed wasn't open. The our allotment association yeah. shed where they do this really good netting. Really, yeah, that looks great. Really, that's very reasonably. And I have found, you know, I went to a, a DIY store and got you know six meters of netting for four quid. Yeah but it's almost not worth buying because yeah. it is so fragile. Yeah, and, uh, it can rip easily. It, it really tear, tears, it tears really. very easily and you have to be so careful pegging it down or weighing it down yeah. with bricks. and
1: Now this is uh, a great system you've got here, Peter, I think, because you've got all of these hoops that I presume you can move around. Yes. So metal hoops and then net spread over the top and pinned down with bits of wood and things, is it, sort of to weigh yes, it down?
0: Yes, I use the, I use the canes yeah. or, or old bits of wood. This is from old fencing from the yeah. home, which, which is so easy to pick up and, and yeah. I find if you if it's carefully pegged down or weighed down with lots of different things, yeah, you, you can. It can make you a bit lazy about weeding because <laughs> yeah. it takes so long to take the netting off and yeah. then put it back on. Yeah, so that's my system. And that over there, you'll see there's canes yes. with little flower pots. Oh,
1: that looks lovely over <laughs> the
0: top. Because I, I just found that's a really cheap way yeah. of of. Pre- pre- Protecting making the, the structure. netting, I suppose, yeah. and making it a bit yeah. more
1: rigid. Yeah. And it looks very sweet. It's quite funny, I'm not sure it? that, that <laughs> no. that's the main aim, but it looks very sweet. It does sweet. It's I my like it.
0: homage to Bill and Ben, and <laughs> yeah. it's not my idea. I passed someone around the corner, I thought yeah. that's a really good idea. Yeah. He has lots of yakult pots, those little tiny oh, yogurt yes. ones, to perfectly round it. They're yeah. good for that.
1: I always mean to get, I can see some some other people sort of with other plots who've got some of that blue plastic hooping yes. and white plastic hooping, yes. which I think might be sort of plumbing.
0: It is, it Material. is. Uh, lots of people, Lorna on the plot next door um, over her sprouts. Uh, and you can buy it uh, 50 metre length from Screwfix, somewhere yeah. like that. Tool Station comes in 50 metre length. Yeah. She cut it with a saw. Yeah. Uh, and you get the height, and it's a very cheap way of doing it. I... Yeah. I I resist it because I just think it looks horrible.
1: that's, To be honest, that's why I've resisted it for so long because
0: I do like my allotment to be aesthetically pleasing. I know, me too, and that's why I've gone with the metal, yeah exactly. I think uh,
1: my experience with sprouts (laughs) last year, I think it was the first time I'd grown them um, myself and I hadn't realized quite how tall they'd got and my sort of netted cage that I built wasn't really big enough for the sprouts in the end. And you Um, sent me
0: a picture yesterday of, of the caged um, yes. your netting cage did you make that
1: i did that was a lockdown project when yeah. i was uh basically <laughs> at the allotment all the time and i've never had such a neat and tidy allotment so i built it then
0: fantastic when i was and just d-
1: looking for things to do basically so it's a wooden
0: frame a wooden structure yeah
1: wooden sort of reclaimed bits of wood done yeah great from here and there and some
0: sort Perfect. Of Recycle, scaffolding yeah. netting
1: that i bought online and yeah there was a hedgehog trapped in there actually oh, last really? year in yeah. with the sprouts. Yeah. I don't know how it had gotten in there, but yeah. I spotted it one day and had to release it. So I do yeah. have to, I do check them yeah. quite often now yeah. my netted areas to see. And
0: I think that's one of the things about netting uh, on Anna's plot, just right down by where yes. the shed is in front of us. Yeah. Um, I rescued a couple of pigeons that had somehow got into her yeah. netting, and they were very distressed and they were yeah. flapping around, and I was worried they were going to damage themselves. And got in there and freed them. But yeah. Um, yeah, and that's the problem with netting that gets holes in. Yeah, things you do like have that. to keep so an eye on it. I think your idea of a structure that so do you just lift the whole yeah, thing off? I just off lift and on?
1: it off um, yeah. Wow. Just a wooden great. frame with netting over that I lift. I can I have to sort of get under it and lift it up from below and then Perfect. carry it about the plot like I'm Perfect. carrying a boat yes. on my head or something. And you're not
0: but having to waste time uh, secure netting down from wind no, and that's why yeah. I did it. Okay, and the
1: thing you mentioned earlier where you, it, if you're crops are netted down so perfectly that it's harder to un- <laughs> lift up the net then yeah. it makes you makes yeah. you less inclined yeah. to weed yeah. it as often yeah. as you could so this was to make sure that I bit of a top tip Yes yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. that
0: and that actually brings us on really nicely to a question that we've had from Callum Yes. Callum, Callum Woo. Woo yeah uh, is there anything worth planting at the moment or in any or any particular jobs you've been taking care of on the plot? Well, I mean, you've just answered one brilliantly about, well, yes, netting brassicas. Netting, but yes. also, if you've got spare time, making structures from spare surplus yeah. wood uh, to, to, to make frames. I mean, I don't, you know, um, yes, buying buying 50 metres of plastic yeah. uh, when you don't need to. Yeah, right, you can yeah. Use I think wood.
1: there's often so much... <laughs> that you can find to recycle for an allotment and I'd I'd much rather that and I think because my boyfriend is slightly less interested in the growing side of things but more very much interested in building things and insects and stuff he's very willing to sort of get stuck in and help build things if I'm doing some planting I like building things too so I don't want him to do it all but um (laughs) yes yes
0: Definitely so, that. any particular jobs you've been taking care of on the plot?
1: So, still lots of weeding. Yeah, um,
0: amazing uh, how many, how much the weeding is still going. Yes,
1: yeah. One of my friends who'd helped me weed a couple of months ago was shocked at the weekend when
0: she came <laughs> down and she
1: was like, "We weeded all of it." <laughs> yes,
0: this. and it's all and come, said, come yes, back. Yes, we yeah. did.
1: Um, so, lots of weeding. Still some cutting back of perennials and things, but I'm trying to leave stems for insects yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, because I have lots of bark. Uh, sort of pathways at my allotment. Now's a good time of year to sort of top some of that up as and when I can. So a lot of the jobs I'm doing are sort of maintenance Mm. jobs more than planting Mm. a lot of Mm. the time. I do still need to plant my broad beans. It is an excellent time of year to plant trees. Yes, so let's talk about trees.
0: Now, I've been wanting to plant a tree on the allotment, mostly inspired by just uh, three or four plots down. There is yeah. a beautiful cherry tree.
1: I think I can see um, it with yeah. some leaves still. Yes, raining. it has. That's yeah, it looks a like lovely shape.
0: And it's got the most fabulous blossom, and yes. it's such a gorgeous sight with the, the blossom on and the full moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then the cherries are just uh, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and they get a very good crop if they net them in time. So I, I, I think they're, I think it's a really special tree to yeah. grow. I've got a green gauge tree and I've got an apple tree. Yeah. Uh, and a plum tree. Um, but we're all here on the plot already, yeah. but. Um, It'd
1: be nice to sort of choose yeah. one yourself, one yeah. that means yeah. something to you or that. Yeah. And cherries are so great at like you just described there, yeah. multiple times, sort of throughout the year, they they put on a really good show either with yeah. edible things like yes. cherries, yes. or with leaves, or blossom, or yes. just their bark. Sometime. Their bark, the beautiful, beautiful. Yes,
0: the sunlight on the bark, and they're they're very expensive to buy in the shops. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and if you like cherries, then yeah, having a cherry tree. Yeah, I've been trying to persuade Tim. Tim also wants to uh, plant a tree. Yes. Uh, in uh, for his newborn son Reuben, yeah. so uh, you know more about trees than Tim or me, <laughs> I'm sure. I've planted, I've planted Himalayan birches at home, and they're really beautiful. Uh, when my girls were born, that's um, lovely. And uh, it's an, apparently it's an African tradition. Oh wow, I didn't know yeah, that. That's and interesting. as I grew up in Africa, yeah. and actually. The fleur, the uterus from where fleur was born is buried underneath the tree. Oh, wow.
1: That's very hapt. That's brilliant. Uh,
0: uh, That is an African tradition. (laughs)
1: That's great.
0: But, um, yeah. I think that's a lovely idea. For all kinds of reasons, we're interested in planting trees. So it's now a good time to be planting trees. Now
1: is a brilliant time to be planting trees um, because although the ground is cooling down a bit now it's still warmer than it will be at the start of spring so there's some warmth there there's also, (laughs) if you live in our part of the country, there's been a lot of rain lately, which (laughs) is much needed but it means that um, the ground's got some moisture in it, which is brilliant Um, so it's it's a brilliant time to plant things like trees or any large shrubs and things mm. this time of year. Mm. For those reasons,
0: mm. it's And presumably at this time of year there there's less risk of sort of transplant shock.
1: Yes, exactly, like that. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think the other wonderful thing about planting trees at this time of year is because good garden nurseries know it. They um they provide a lot of them. Bare root trees, which nice. are wonderful um, for lots of reasons. I was going to talk a little bit about the sort of benefits mm. of container grown trees compared to root root uh bare root trees uh so the so container grown trees you can buy largely like any time of year and you have probably seen right. them in garden centers
0: yes. um and they're they're more expensive aren't they they're more I've, expensive I've they're
1: yeah significantly more expensive. i've seen a
0: cherry tree in a container and it was 60 pounds
1: yeah. yeah yeah i think especially in recent years a lot of plant costs have gone up mm. enormously mm. so they can be very expensive mm.
0: So, and is that because they're more mature or, or because they're
1: that's, I think it's It's probably a combination of sometimes they can be more mature a, a tree grown in a container and looked after in a nursery or a garden centre requires a lot more care mm. than a tree grown in the ground because right. it's got a limited of pool of nutrients of and access to water and all sorts of things whereas roots so are grown to production costs cost, yeah the, I think that's quite a bit of it yeah. and also I think some people would probably be put off by buying a bare root plant Mm. like there's all sorts of things you can get this time of year like roses and things as well because you might be a bit intimidated i think as to what to Mm. do with it but Mm. it's exactly the same in principle Mm. as a anything grown in container it's just the sort of the benefits of it are that um that plant hasn't been contained its root system hasn't been sure. contained by a pot so it could often have a healthier
0: okay. oh, root system because it's
1: been able to yep. grow outwards sure. like if you buy a bare root tree or a bare root rose it's quite a surprise because mm. their roots stick out more yes yeah, <laughs> um, they're yes. not sort of contained sure. yeah so that's a massive benefit mm. um and they're they're sort of I suppose the downside is you have to plant them faster so often at a garden center if you buy a bare root tree uh, they may well be sort of heeled into the ground so they'll be sort of loosely planted so say for example mousehold garden center in Norwich at the moment they have oodles of them and they're just sort of loosely planted in a row Mm. you go in and you can select which one you want and you can either dig it out yourself Mm. or get a member of the staff to dig it out for you but it does mean that you need to you can't sort of sit it in your garden in a Mm. pot for ages like you need to go and plant it so that's the downside so when you buy it you
0: need to get it in the ground yeah you need to be prepared to plant it exactly
1: yeah so, yeah, I, personally, I would go for a bare root tree if, yeah. if there's one that you I, like. I've never realised tree.
0: that there are actually advantages, but I can see yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's, it's got perhaps a more developed root system. Yeah, it has, yeah. And perhaps a healthier plant as a result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so you might be better off in a long one. Like okay, and cheaper. And cheaper. Yeah, yeah there's just there's multiple benefits. Enough. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think sometimes, especially garden centres that make a point of getting in bare root trees, uh, you can often find more varieties as mm. well. Um for that reason rather than just a garden centre or a nursery that has the same sort of selection of trees all year round perhaps, perhaps or adds in a few in the autumn sure. the autumn colour you can sure. if the nursery specialises in fruit trees mm. and bare root kinds mm. then mm. it's worth having a good look around I think
0: mm. Mm. yeah and so that's really interesting and and in terms of thinking about what what you're looking for i mean obviously uh, i'm interested in in the aesthetics of it in terms of the blossom and and the shape and and all of that certainly the 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 eating is a factor (laughs) the the, the type of the type of fruit um but in terms of root stock I've 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 read about dwarf varieties and things like that that are not going to grow too big i mean uh, what advice would you is so, in that kind of way yeah
1: I would I would suggest really considering like you seem to have done Peter which doesn't surprise me but considering what you what you want out of your tree is it what size you want it to be whether you want it for shade whether you want it for aesthetic reasons whether you want it for fruit whether you want it for all of the above mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a sort of tree for nature whether you're planting to sort of feed birds and things or feed yourself um, so I'd think about all of those things first and then perhaps narrow it down to sort of one or two uh, varieties of trees that you mm. like or you know one or more mm. varieties mm. that you like and then it's worth con- considering either looking online at some pictures of trees to yeah. see what matches well, what you yeah, like or, yes, going, that's a good idea. Yeah, or going to look at some nurseries to see what's in stock because yeah. looking in line is brilliant and gives you a good idea but uh, there are certain things that you can find online but you really can't find um, sure Yes. Available to you, or you could only order them as like teeny weeny weeny yeah. little trees that cost a lot of money and yes. might not do as well. I've been so. avidly
0: reading the labels in various, yes. uh, yeah. and it seems as though there's one one and I can't remember the name, Matthews. Yes, I've heard Math, of them. Frank yeah. P. Matthews. Wherever I go, they seem yeah. to be plants supplied by Frank P. Matthews. Yeah. But um, their labels seem pretty good, and they talk about the different rootstock.
1: Brilliant Matthews.
0: Uh, or or you, the information is there that you can look it up. So that you know whether it's going to become a massive tree, and I think certainly in my experience having planted trees, um, that's a really key issue. You know, do you want a tree that's going to be 20, 30 meters? Exactly. Yeah. And the years tick by so quickly, and suddenly you've got a massive tree. And actually, having you know, I I used to prune them myself, but our birch trees, I did actually have to pay a tree surgeon. Because I wasn't going to shin up uh, seven, eight meters of tree like I used to. Yeah. Um, so the size, yes, uh, and the spread of light, yeah, shadow.
1: Yeah, the shape of a tree. Trees have different shape structures. Uh, different species have different shapes. So I'm sure we're all familiar with that. Yeah. We've all seen an oak yeah. tree and we've yeah. all seen yeah. sort of a tall poplar tree perhaps yes. that grows differently. Yes. So it's worth considering what, what shape uh, you prefer either aesthetically or aesthetically and sort of for what you're trying to grow in your plot. Sure. Because one thing to definitely consider as an allotment holder is are you planting it somewhere to create shade for yourself and so, certain plants that you want to grow are you planting it uh, to maximize sort of the sunlight on your plot and in mm. that case are you planting mm. it on a border that's going to shade your neighbor's yes, plot absolutely. so tempting as it might be if you I want know. lots of sunlight to plant it somewhere that doesn't shade your plot and we sh- you need to be very considerate no, exactly think, of these and we
0: should say as well uh, i think for anyone who's thinking of planting a tree on their allotment um, to check the, the, the rules yes. of their local allotment. Um, for example, we um, we have to ask permission yeah. here if we want to plant a tree, and if yeah. there are uh, several already, they yeah. may be declined. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, you know, some of the new people around me have put a tree in, but you know, like down here, there's an apple tree yeah. on the next plot down, but they haven't got a single tree near them. Yes. So I think that probably be. Yeah. Be, it would have been allowed. They've left now already and left their tree. That's a question. They've <laughs> le- they've given up their allotment. Oh, and It's wow. all overgrown, um, but they've got a rather nice apple tree. Hmm. Uh, technically, would it be possible <laughs> to dig it up and move it?
1: Yes, you could. Yeah, yeah and, um, and
0: now's probably the right time. Yeah, it is. It.
1: Yeah, I think you'd have to sort of. Go carefully around the roots, um, obviously, to try and maintain as much of the root system as you possibly could. But yeah, perfect time for moving trees and things, or large shrubs. Do
0: you want an apple tree?
1: (laughs) Well, I've already got two apple trees. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: excuse me. Uh, And what about pollination? I mean, this this apple tree we're sitting under. Yes. The the apples are, are not really very edible they're not very nice they're not even that good for chutney yeah but I keep it because it pollinates this lovely Spartan yes uh, which is a superb eater Uh, but you know what are the issues around selecting choosing a plant uh, a tree so that it's going to pollinate successfully that's a
1: very good question Peter I think um, it's definitely worth either carefully reading labels or, or researching what tree you're going to get because some trees now are self-pollinating yeah so you don't need there to be another apple tree around self-fertile yeah Yeah, self-fertile yeah self-fertile um but other trees you will need sort of there to be a male or female version of that tree or similar around like you've just Mm. said so it's worth really carefully reading labels to see well one i suppose first taking a look at what's around you Mm. like do you have other Apple trees or cherry trees around you that you can sort of think, well I can imagine that, that this tree may well help pollinate my tree, or are you planting a tree sort of in isolation, in which case you may need to consider planting more than one yeah. so that it um or choosing a variety that's self-fertile. Sure. Um, yeah. so it's definitely worth considering that. Yeah. It's also we touched on earlier about um rootstock. Um it's also because a lot of um fruit trees are are grafted so it's a different uh, stock sort of variety of true tree the root system then is the in then is the top part yeah. and that that's done so that you get the benefits of two different varieties so you could you could get a tree that will have a really strong vigorous root system yeah. with a different variety sort of on top that grafted on top that produces masses of fruit right so it's done to get the sort of double benefit of right those two varieties right
0: a tree is for life not just for christmas like, yeah <laughs> i also
1: love that other saying I, i've forgotten exactly how it goes but um, the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago or 20 years <laughs> ago or something so it's always i i love
0: trees yes. and i think
1: yes. it's always worth planting one if you get the urge i think yes. because
0: not to waste not to waste time no because no and we'll come back to that thought yeah. not to waste time not to hang about And I think this is my last question about planting yeah. trees um, and I know I'm asking this partly on behalf of Tim who might he's yeah. he's wanting to have a tree in his garden at home yes but he's also thinking they might be moving yeah. in two or three years time oh, okay so I have seen that you can grow some plants in containers you can. Uh, but what do you need to look out for there
1: so if, if you wanted to grow a tree or anything large in a container then you need to get the sort of biggest pot that you can sure. manage i would say so if you're looking to move it at some point then you need to be able to lift, lift it, it i suppose sure. so that's a consideration but the bigger the pot the the more access to nutrients and soil and potential for root growth that a tree will have mm. um, or a large shrub it might also be worth sort of talking a little bit about how to plant trees in general because there's sort of some, with a lot of things, there's a lot of debate around the best ways to do things Mm. and ideas change, so I was taught on my my RHS course that you shouldn't add lots and lots of compost to the hole that you're planting a tree in, unless you have terrible soil. Right. Um, And the reason for that is that you want your tree to spread its roots out and not just live in the hole that you've dug. it wants to go looking. Yeah, Yeah, it needs to go looking for nutrients. Yeah, strong,
0: healthy roots. which makes
1: very logical, good sense to me, so... Because, I, say, for example, at my lot, when I have very sandy, nutrient-deficient yeah. soil, yeah. I'd not I'd want to start a tree off with yeah. a bit more organic yeah. matter than just my rubbish sure. soil.
0: Sure. So Give it a helping give hand. Give it a
1: helping hand. So yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, if you're going to plant a tree, just fill a hole with compost. Yeah. I'd make sure it's a mixture of a bit of compost sure. or organic matter. Sure. And yeah. your soil, Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, would yeah. be best. Yeah. It's, it's also worth um, just noting that with trees that are grafted, You also need to be careful what level you plant the tree. You should always be careful what level you plant a plant. But a grafted tree, you can often see the graft or the graft union on a tree because it'll look sort of like a bumpy bit on the stem and the stem might look different below the graft to above the graft. But you need to make sure that if you plant a grafted tree that you don't plant the graft union below the soil level because you'll just... Kill it. You'll kill it. Or you'll you'll end up with a tree that's your rootstock will be doing nothing or your, your right, top you need. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. So just be mindful yeah. of that I suppose. Yes.
0: It's exactly the same with any grafted plant isn't it I mean I've seen in in, and I actually bought some because they were massively reduced some grafted tomatoes and grafted peppers oh well did you and (laughs) and just because I'd never you know I always grow these things from seed yeah but they were they were sort of 50p rather than five pounds each yeah and uh, (laughs) and they survived they were a bit late going in because they were tired and old plants yeah but I remember seeing that the graft, yeah. the top of the graft and very clear instructions to yeah, make that's sure that's good. not below the soil. Yeah. They, and they did really well.
1: Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. And they
0: absolutely were, disease resistant and yeah. grew vigorously and strongly. So it's got the attributes of uh, both, yeah, both yeah, plants. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I find it so fascinating, I've, I've never done grafting myself, we were all mm. sort of itching to do it when mm. I did my qualification mm. but we, we mm. couldn't in the end. Um, i find it so fascinating fascinating. that you can like frankensteining it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah no absolutely you get the best of two different plants and i have you know again just reading around um trees and thinking about tim perhaps wanting to grow his in a container uh, that i have read somewhere that you can grow them on a on a patio or in a container yeah uh, if it's grown on a dwarf rootstock, yeah. so you, then you're not going to get a huge yes. tree
1: yeah. or a tree that's sort of fighting to
0: yeah. to yeah. bust out of its yeah. pot, yes, yeah.
1: that's a very good consideration I think, mm. and it's also worth just factoring in if you were going to grow a, a pot, a, a tree in a pot for a considerable amount of time, it's worth factoring in how much time and energy you have to, to feed it and look after it, sure. because it, like anything in a pot it requires a lot more care yeah. than yeah. stuff growing in the ground, so it's worth thinking about that as well
0: yeah one thing I might
1: also just touch on really quickly just because if, you, if space is limited you can always grow fruit trees um, on a cordon or a spallier, which is what I'm yeah. sort of attempting to do at my allotment so you can you can wall train them or fence train them or grow them
0: Yeah. And is that true for all fruit trees or particularly apples and pears? I
1: think apples and pears and plums and things tend to do well but I think a lot of fruit trees you mm. probably could mm. give it a go because mm. all you're doing really is training the, the stems sure. to grow in a certain direction and sure. um, it requires a bit more work i suppose than a different type of fruit tree because you need to restrict the growth mm. keep a close eye on it to restrict the growth and you need something generally a sort of wireframe at the very yeah. least to sort of grow yeah. them up but if your space is limited it's worth considering yeah. that yeah, option no, as that's well yeah yeah
0: yeah okay marvelous well, uh yeah well, thanks very much yeah thank you great yeah. until next time yeah okay bye <laughs> bye everybody
1: <laughs> bye everyone